afternoon. You're listening to K-Tahoe. It's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon. I am fired up today. It's beautiful in Tahoe. Ah, finally snow. Tons of fresh snow. It is just, oh, so great. Our prayers have been answered, so feeling good. I think even people who don't like the snow are happy. I think so, too. So, yeah, it was weird. It wasn't like winter, and it was strange. And yeah, well, snow in the winter is the lake in the summer, so, exactly. you know, and all the waterfalls and everything. Exactly. So. so, it's good. So, today, we are speaking about transition, and this is something probably, gosh, maybe a month ago, I reached out to my friends and said, hey, what do you guys want to talk about on air? You know, what would you like me to talk about? And uh, a couple people said, hey, how about transition? Like, that would be really helpful, so... That's where this comes from today. And uh, when I'm talking about transition, I'm talking about that place in life where you know you've left a part of your life behind, but you just aren't sure where you're going to end up. Right? <laughs> you're kind of in that limbo, in-between, oh, funky, limbo. squishy stage. Yeah, limbo's not fun. Yeah, not fun at all. And it's uh, it's kind of one of those things, you know, people generally don't like transition, or at least what they've told me and what I've experienced is... They don't like it because it's uncertain, right? Like, you don't really know what's going to happen. You're not sure what the outcome is. Like, there's a few different outcomes. You get nervous. You get anxious. You just want it to be finished. Uh, You don't know how to act because it's not clear what you're supposed to be doing in transition. There's not rules necessarily for how you move forward or what have you. And I think people also don't like it because it's very unfamiliar, right? Yeah. We don't like unfamiliar. Yeah. It's like when you're used to a routine or you're used to a job, even a job you didn't like, at least you knew what you had to do. Whereas when you're somewhere, you know, you're in transition between an old job and a new job, or let's say you've had a breakup, you know, a divorce, something like that. It's like, you're not really sure. It's unfamiliar, right? You go from being a parent of, you know, a two family parent to a one family parent. It's like, well, you know, how do I do this? I don't know. I've never done this before. It's just unfamiliar. So... Um, so that's one reason. And then another reason, too, is that um, oftentimes transition feels bad because we're mourning what we left behind. Yeah. You yeah. know, even if even if it's an opportunity, even if it's something exciting, like, ooh, I had a chance to move to a new city and get this really great job, we still mourn the life that we had before. Or if it's, you know, like I said, a breakup, you're mourning the couple from before. Or if it's a loss, somebody passes away unexpectedly, you're mourning the person. You lose a job. You quit a job. You know, you're still mourning that um, that kind of consistency and knowing. I heard that we even go through the mourning process when we move on from things that were bad or bad for us. If yeah. you're, you know, in an abusive relationship or you're, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what else to use, but someone told me that you, you still mentally and emotionally go through a mourning process, sure. even if it is a very, very good thing and you really, right. when the day is done, shouldn't miss anything from it. Right. There's still, it's because of that change and that familiarity, even in the bad. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, that's a good point. I mean, the familiarity, even if it is bad, that's why a lot of people will stay in bad relationships yeah. longer than they should. It's why people stay in bad jobs longer than they should. It's why people stay in bad living situations. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to who just cannot stand their roommates. But it's like, well, I had to look for a new place and I don't really know. And could I afford <laughs> It's like, okay, let the misery continue. So, um, But it's a familiar misery. So, And I think... Just to add on to that, there's also the, when you're mourning something that maybe wasn't good for you, sometimes you're mourning what it could have been, 
Yeah. Like in your hopes for what it, it should have been or could have been, yeah, even though it wasn't, or maybe what it was in the beginning yeah. when it was sweet and good. And then, you know, it didn't end up that way, but you miss and you, you, you're feeling the loss of what it was in the beginning. Yeah. So good, good point, Jen. So how do you navigate this squishy, uncomfortable place, right? Like that's really the crux of the show is we all know what it is. We know how awful it feels. <laughs> so how do you get through it? You know, what do you do? And there's a few things that I think you can do to, uh, to get through transition and come out the other side feeling a little bit better. And the first one is that recognize that you're there. Recognize that you're in transition and that it's okay to be feeling uncertain, to be mourning, even if it's something that maybe it's a good thing you're getting away from. It's, um, it's okay to be feeling uncomfortable with this unfamiliarity. And it's okay to not know what's going to happen next. Right? Like that's, and it's okay to feel anxious about not knowing what happens next. I mean, that's a normal part of transition. And sometimes just admitting to yourself, like, wow, I'm in limbo and I hate it. Okay, good. Now we know. (laughs) Right? Instead of trying to justify or make it right, get incongruence with how you're feeling. Because sometimes I think people, it's like, well, I'm going through transition, but it's all fine. It's fine. I'm good. It's fine. And it's like, well, it's okay if you're not <laughs> fine. You know, it's, it's really okay to be yeah. not fine. And sometimes it causes more anxiety and stress to be faking on the outside that you're fine when on the inside you're totally freaking out. Yeah. Absolutely. So best to be incongruent with your emotions. Um, and then the second thing you can do to navigate transition is to focus on what is certain. So... There are going to be things in your life that are, remain constant. And so when you're in transition in one area, you can kind of hone in on those. Um, so things like, depending on what your transition is, obviously, um, will make it the difference here. But things like who you are and what you stand for, like that generally is not going to change. You know, you can generally go back to your core values and say, this is what I believe in. This is what I know is right. This feels really uncomfortable, but I'm in alignment with my values. Like, okay, good. Like, that feels good. You can um, focus on things that, you know, let's say you're having a a relationship breakup. You can focus on good health. If you've got good health, that's great. If you've got, um, let's say you've lost a job, you can focus on your good relationship at home. Or the fact that you have a home and you have a place to go to every night. And even though you don't have anything to do during the day while you're looking for a new job, you know, that's consistent, you still have your nighttime routine. You can have a morning routine, that kind of a thing. And so... um, so lots of things to be focusing on. It can be, um, you know, your home or work life. You could be having a tumultuous time at home and your work life can be your kind of your safe haven. Okay. I know what to do. I'm here at eight. I leave at five. I know what I need to do between eight and five. That feels really safe. That feels good. I'm just going to enjoy that while I'm here. Yeah. Right now, um, if your kids are in transition with you, which often happens, right. And that adds a whole nother layer of stress because not only, are we having to deal with our own transition and our own fears and anxiety and all that about transition? But also then we're having to worry about how our choices, our reactions have now affected our kids, right? So it's like, all right, now just let's add on one more layer of things to think about. <laughs> um, but if your kids are in the transition with you, talk to them, right? Don't pretend that everything is business as usual. Talk to them about what's going on. Ask them how they're feeling. Share how you're feeling. Have a real dialogue with them. I mean, I think um, one of the mistakes that grown-ups make with children is they think that they don't know what's happening, and we, we really don't give them enough credit. And I think as children, we are far more intuitive 
in terms of feeling emotional incongruence and you know um, un- unrest and kind of the undertones and the vibes that are going on than um, than we are as adults because as adults we get busy we kind of turn that off because we don't like those feelings yeah. um, and so we kind of buffer ourselves a little more but kids are wide open to that and oftentimes you know I've had a lot of clients who are going through divorce or who are going through um, like major issues with their spouses and they they don't talk to their kids at all about it. It's like, oh, we're protecting them. And then by the t- when they finally decide to have the conversation with the kids, the kids are like, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> We've known for two years, right? And so they've been aware the whole time. And so I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but feel it out. Ask them what's going on and open up a dialogue because you never know what they already know. And it's oftentimes better to help them understand what's going on than to just leave them in the dark, trying to figure it out on their own, wondering if it's them, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's a personal thing. You do what works for your family, but opening a dialogue is important. Um, the other thing you can do with kids is you can try and create some kind of a, um, a small normal thing for them, right? So if everything's changing, you've moved to a new town, you've got a new job, they're in a new school, like family dinner can stay the same, right? Yep. Like doing the same routine each night or bedtime routine or morning routine like just something that feels like okay i can hang on to this like this is the same yeah um that can really work um i think especially when you're when you've moved you know so many people move with jobs now and exactly they don't stay in the same town while they're a lot, lot more transiency than there used to be yeah so i mean i think that having those kind of traditions or like friday movie night or saturday game night or something that they can just say like oh we know no matter where we are this is consistent. Yeah, right? very important. So um, so that's good. Another thing you can do to, to navigate transition successfully is to take care of your basic needs. So what do you think, Jen? Jen's familiar. We talk about basic <laughs> needs a lot. You know, it's funny you bring that up because that's something that I've been trying to focus on a little bit more is to ask myself what I'm going to starting to get frazzled or yeah. overwhelmed by the amount of stuff on my desk or something. What do I need right now? Yeah. Do I need to go to the bathroom? Am right. I thirsty? Am I hungry? Do I just need to get up and walk around for right. a few minutes? And I think making sure that those things, you know, that you're fed and watered. Like yeah, fed and watered, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you're getting exercise, uh, especially if it's something that you normally do. Yeah. Not to let that go. Uh, rest, sleep. For sure. Last night, I was in bed for like eight hours and 45 minutes. I don't know that I slept the whole time, but it felt great. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you got to take care of your basic needs. See what you need. And, you know, we did, um, a show a while back about well-being and the five domains of well-being. And, you know, one is positive emotion. One is engagement, which is doing those activities that kind of allow you to get in the zone. Um, one is relationship with others. So sometimes for me, like if I'm, when I'm thinking about what I need and some of the basic needs, sometimes it's just connecting with someone I love. Yeah. Right. It's just like calling my mom or calling a good friend or giving a friend a hug or, you know, sitting with my kids for five minutes. I mean, it's just I just need that. And it's like, oh, that's what was missing. Okay, now I can go back to my crazy life. Perfect. Everything's fine. Um, There's also meaning and purpose. And, you know, you can find meaning and purpose anywhere. It's the easiest thing. You let someone in in traffic. You guys hear me say this all the time. You know, you let someone go in front of you in line. You just smile and are polite to a clerk at the grocery store. I mean, those kind of things can bring great meaning and purpose. That's so true. When you start to, especially when I I was getting agitated in line at a certain grocery store on Saturday morning, um, mid-morning, 
almost noon. Uh, bad time to go shopping. I knew that. Right. And there was some issues with the person in front of me. And it's like, you know, I felt myself getting tense. And, yep. And like, uh, and, you know, ready to make dirty faces or, or do something like that. And I thought, really? What? Okay. Hey, what's this going to accomplish if right. we do? Is it going to change how this person behaves or how fast this checker moves? No. No. It's going to make you look like a fool. That's what <laughs> right. it's going to do. Just a mean, nasty or person. Or an angry, mean person, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, really? It, it doesn't matter. So what? So what if this takes five to ten minutes more? Right. It's just let them do what they need to do, even though you don't see it as the most efficient way or how you right. would do it. Let them take care of it and then you can move on. Yeah. And I think too, you know, oftentimes what I notice with myself is because that's normal, right? Like we get irritated and we get to choose what we do with that irritation, right? We can either do kind of the rationalization like you did and, and talk ourselves off the, the ledge <laughs> or we can totally get nasty and throw the stink eye and sigh and, uh, yeah. you know, make a bunch of, you know, noises so that everybody knows that we're totally inconvenienced. But the reality is, is that that really hurts us more than it hurts anyone else. It does. Right? It really makes us feel uh, less comfortable. So, um, so taking care of your basic needs when you're going through transition is really important. And that's, you know, when it comes down to well-being and it comes down to, um, to fostering your well-being, that's really all about creating resilience. And resilience is really what you need uh-huh. when you're going through transition because it's different. It's change and it takes a lot more self-regulation to do something new. So, um, so take good care of yourself. And then, uh, Another thing that you can do as you're navigating is to watch for opportunities. So whenever I go through transition, um, in fact, in one of our most popular shows on the bright side, um, it's called The Motivation Show. I think Jen just played it a couple weeks ago from our one of our best on a holiday. Um, I said, sometimes life goes wrong in your favor. And what I meant by that was that sometimes something really crummy happens, but it puts us on the path to something really great. And I have gotten to the point now in my life where honestly, every time something just really crummy happens, I think to myself, huh, wonder what great things come in. So I'm about to win the lotto is what you're telling me. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, but you have to look for the opportunities because oftentimes change will show us opportunities, but if we're focused on trying to get back to what feels comfortable and get back into that routine that we know, we miss half of the things that show up in front of us as opportunities. So it's crucial to be eyes wide open and like, huh, I wonder what could be different this time. I wonder what this could open me up to. And, you know, we've all heard the saying, when a door closes, a window opens, or when a door closes, another one opens. And that's that's really speaking about these opportunities that show themselves um, when you get stuck in a place where you're not quite sure what's next. Right, and that's kind of the beauty of not knowing what's going to happen is being able to be open to anything, right? Because if you know what's going to happen, there's no being open to anything. There's like taking the path. That's right. right? So, um, so keep those eyes wide open. And then finally, um, the last thing that you can do to navigate transition successfully is to trust the process of life. And I say this all the time to my kids, to my husband, to my dear friends, to my clients, but. Everyone, everything, and every place shows up in our life to teach us something. And I learned that from my friend Andrani Garadia. And she, you know, she said, people show up in our life, even the bad ones show up to teach us something. And I've reflected back on the bad ones that have shown up (laughs) in my life. And I'm sure enough, she's right. 
Sure enough, they do. They show up to teach us something, whether it's to stand up for ourselves, whether it's to make hard decisions, whether it's to stick by our values, whether it's to just say, like, note to self, if it feels bad, it probably is bad, so stay away. You know, whatever that is, like, everything shows up to teach us something. And oftentimes, if we don't get it the first time, life gives us another shot at it. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's so nice. You know, my, my yeah. sweet husband's always like, why do I have to learn this five times? And I say, well, you know, you just... If you don't get it the first time, you keep getting chances to do it over. And he's like, I know. And, you know, he's so great. (laughs) He's so great now at like, at knowing that process. I just love it. Um, so ask yourself, what is this transition here to teach me? What am I supposed to be learning right now? What do you, you know, look at that transition and say, what am, what can I learn from this? What are you here to teach me? And see if you can't come up with an answer and see if you can't watch for like, oh, I'm learning to take better care of myself. Oh, I'm learning to um, to be okay with not knowing, to be open to possibility versus only being able to go the way that has a specific plan, right? And so, um, so whether it's a job that you're sorting out, whether it's a breakup, whether it's a loss, if you've moved to a new town, there are beautiful opportunities hidden in each squishy step of the way. So point your focus on those and you'll sail right through your transition without any major damage to the ship. So um, so this is Alexis Robin. If you're new to the show, I'm a local life and business coach here in Lake Tahoe and the co-founder of P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence. Here with my dear friend Jennifer Scanio and co-host of almost four years now. Crazy. It's been a while. And uh, we are delighted to chat with you every Monday at 515. Yeah, and if you ever have any ideas for shows, you can post them on the Facebook page at Nourish Life and Business Coaching or at K Tahoe. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll see you next Monday. Same place, same time. Yep. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side here on K Tahoe.